There's no way to know exactly how many times Phil Connors, Bill Murray's character in the movie Groundhog Day, there's no way to know how many times he wakes up to the same February 2nd morning in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. If you've ever watched this movie from 1993, I was in high school, it made me feel older to see that it was almost 30 years old. But anyway, he, Phil is a weatherman from Pittsburgh, and he's tasked to cover the festivities in the little town where every year they have an enormous festival to see whether a groundhog is going to see its shadow or not, right? It's our favorite February holiday because it's like the only February holiday. No, it's not Valentine's Day, sorry. Mysterious, mysteriously, though, Phil lives through this day to only wake up to this day again and then again and again and again. Every day starts the same, exactly the same way. We see an alarm clock on a nightstand. It reads 559, and then the numbers flip. It's like one of these where the numbers, each one flips for each minute. It flips to 6 o'clock, and as they do, a music alarm goes off, and every day it's the same part of the same song. Sonny and Cher belting out, Babe! I got you, babe, right? And the camera pans over to Bill Murray's face, and his covers are up by his chin, and his eyes are wide open because he knows it's once again Groundhog Day. Phil thinks that covering this silly little festival is beneath him. It's a small town with simple people, and he thinks, you know, he's kind of a big deal. He's the weatherman in Pittsburgh, hello. To be stuck in this place on this day doing this work makes him miserable. After a good while of this reality, waking up to this day over and over again, we see a frowning Phil walking through a jubilant crowd. Everybody else is having a great time. He's walking toward a gazebo where a band is playing the Pennsylvania polka. Phil's producer and cameraman are both there waiting for him as they are every day, because every day is exactly the same. And she asks, where have you been? You're missing all the fun. He responds with a dead stare. He is missing all the fun. The scene changes back to that nightstand with the clock, and the numbers flip to six o'clock, and we hear Sonny and Cher again, and the DJ says what the DJ says every morning, Okay, campers, rise and shine, and don't forget your booties because it's cold out there. And you just, it pans over to Phil's face again, and he says, it's cold out there every day. We see him again at the gazebo, and again, surrounded by happiness everywhere, miserable himself. He looks into the camera, holding his microphone. He kind of snaps, and he says, this is pitiful. A thousand people freezing their butts off waiting to worship a rat. Then he speaks up loud enough for everybody around him to hear over the polka. Groundhog Day used to mean something in this town. They used to pull him out of his hole and eat it. (laughs) You want a weather prediction? It's going to be cold. It's going to be gray. And it's going to last you for the rest of your life. Phil's response to his reality, a a reality he can't control is how a lot of us have felt throughout a pandemic. Waking up and knowing that there once again will be nothing special today, because there can't be 
no games, no concerts, no party, no reunion, just another COVID day filled with social distance, work that has to be done in a completely new, unknown way, and little prospect of things getting better before they get worse. At one point in the movie, they show a, a series of same old, same old days at their beginning. Six o'clock, flips, Sonny and Cher sing, Phil pushes the clock to the floor, breaking it. Next we see again, six o'clock, flip, Sonny and Cher. This time he violently destroys the clock with his fist. And then finally, we see the sequence again, he picks the clock up and he throws it on the floor as hard as he can, only this time the speaker somehow is still able to produce that bouncy oboe sound. Bum, 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 bum. He can't avoid it. Have you ever wanted to smash a COVID day? Frustrated with how powerless we are to just be able to move on, all of us be able to move on. It drove many of us to believe, maybe some of us are there even still, Phil's weather prediction for our own lives. It's going to be cold, it's going to be gray, and it's going to last us for the rest of our lives. Maybe that's where the disciples are finding themselves after the crucifixion of Jesus. They'd allowed themselves to get their hopes up. Maybe this is the Messiah. Maybe this is the time. Maybe the world is about to turn, but it turns out even Jesus can't overcome the same old, same old. Hope is taken in the palm of the world's hand, you could say, and then crushed again. It was as predictable as 5.59, flipping inevitably to 6 o'clock when Phil Connors is going to hear Sonny and Cher. As predictable as seeing that this last week, another 65,000 people a day in our country contracted COVID-19. Another, another thousand people per day died. For how long, we wonder, will the vaccine work? Will it be effective against all the variants that are popping up? Will enough people choose to trust science, bringing us to herd immunity? We've traded in a lot of frustration about things we can't control for new frustrations, about new things we can't control. And I, for one, when I see that 65,000-a-day number or that 1,000-a-day number, when I read the lies about the vaccine day after day after day, I, for one, want to smash my alarm clock, which would be my phone because I just want tomorrow to arrive. The disciples have been waiting eagerly for tomorrow, a day that is no longer so limited by sin, death, and the power of the devil. They've seen this Jesus perform signs that seem to show that a, a new day was dawning. He provided abundance at that wedding in Cana. He healed a royal official's son and an untouchable guy who'd been sick for 38 years. I mean, both ends of the spectrum of, of who's who. He'd fed 5,000 very publicly. He walked on water. He brought sight to a man born blind. He raised a dead person, Lazarus, from death. The disciples had come to believe that a new day had come. But with the crucifixion, the same old day reappears. And not only are they devastated, now they're afraid. They thought if they came for Jesus, they're going to come for us. 
And so they hid behind locked doors. And when Jesus came and stood among them, it opened their eyes. He says, peace be with you. And then he shows them his hands and his side, and the disciples rejoiced because they then saw the Lord, except for Thomas. Because for whatever reason, Thomas isn't with them in that locked room when Jesus appears. Later on, of course, the disciples tell Thomas, we've seen the Lord. But Thomas remains the Phil Connors of the group. While his friends are all rejoicing, probably not dancing the Pennsylvania polka, but something like it, Thomas thought he was still waking up to a cold, gray, never-ending day. Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my fingers in the mark of the nails in my hand on his side, I'm not going to believe. It's a story about perspective in many ways. What do we see? Phil Connors for a long time only sees small, silly, stifling, same old, same old. We see frustration and fatigue and divisions. Same old, same old. Thomas sees sadness and failure and disappointment. Same old, same old. Until a week later when Jesus shows up again in this locked room. This time Thomas is there and Jesus repeats his good news, peace be with you. And he says to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands. Do not doubt, but believe. And Thomas did. My Lord and my God, Thomas shouts. Thomas saw that the weather had changed. It's not going to be cold and gray for the rest of our lives. It is a new day. In the last scene of the movie, six o'clock flips. I got you, babe, plays on the radio. The camera pans over. Bill Murray's eyes are open, all as usual. His covers are up at his chin. He's looking up at the ceiling. But then Andy McDowell's character throws her arm onto him. And this isn't how things are supposed to go. So he pinches her arm. And he says, something's different. And she says, good or bad? And he says, anything different is good. But this could be real good. Phil runs to the window to look out at the street, and he sees that all the cars and all the people who came for Groundhog Day are gone, because that was yesterday. The streets are empty. He turns back to Andy McDowell, and he says, do you know what today is? Today is Tomorrow, the resurrection of our Lord is a day we call Easter Sunday. That day brought tomorrow to Mary Magdalene, and then the disciples, and then Thomas, and then to every follower of Jesus ever, including you and me. We live in a new day, even in the midst of a pandemic we do. We could frown our way through this part of our lives, or really any part of our lives, miserably seeing only a cold, gray day. We could dwell on the worst parts of what this genuinely difficult chapter of our lives brings, believing that the same old, same old pains and frustrations and divisions of this world are winning. We could get stuck thinking Jesus is basically still dead crucified, and that was that. 
So we could just live for ourselves, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. But as Easter people, we know that in this tomorrow we live. The resurrection of Jesus brought tomorrow to all, even us. And in this tomorrow, instead of looking out into a cold, gray, same old, same old day, we know we get to breathe in the Holy Spirit. Remember when Jesus first appears to all the disciples but Thomas, he says, peace be with you, and then he breathes on them. And he says, receive the Holy Spirit. Do we think that the breath of God was just offered that once, in that one moment, to those men? We breathe 12 to 25 times per minute. We are made in the image of God. I'd like to think God breathes that Spirit of God onto us each and every moment of each and every day, including birthdays, death days, and every God-given day in between. Today is the tomorrow long awaited for. Instead of living in fear or constant disappointment or embittered by what seems like a same old day, we Jesus followers can live in the breath of God, knowing it's another brand new day with all kinds of opportunities to love and serve and be whole in the grace and mercy of God. Jesus is risen. He is risen indeed. Thanks be to God that today is tomorrow. Amen.